This is the Co-Travel Podcast, and I'm Bob Piercy, bringing you conversations from professionals from in and around today's dental industry, exploring new and exciting topics that are affecting us all as we work to grow and succeed. Information you can consume on your time when you want to hear it. My name is Bob Piercy. Let's hit the road. Hey guys, Bob here. Hope you're doing well today. And uh, today I've got a big surprise for a lot of the Edmonton uh, people here. I got Meredith DeForest. Uh, Meredith, welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, where are you? We miss you. I know. I miss the Edmonton market so much. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. I'm actually in North Vancouver right now. Uh, and you so moved to Vancouver when? When did you move to Vancouver? A couple years ago, but I still maintain the territory a little bit, like on and off. And then I haven't given up my Alberta number. I still have the same number because it's just the last piece of Alberta that I have. I saw that when I, you know, uh, the email, the 780, and it kind of made me smile a little bit. So uh, I, mean, <laughs> I can't let it go. Hey, why, why would you, right? Um, so Meredith, for those of you that, people that don't know who you are, you, you lived and worked in the Edmonton market in the dental industry for a number of years. Um, and uh, sorry, how long were you here again? Oh, I started in Alberta. Uh, Oh, probably seven years ago, maybe in the dental industry. So I started out with an endo company and then went on to consult for the U of A and their faculty of med dental and then was with Cavo for quite a few years, which brought me out to Vancouver. Well, it wasn't really Cavo that brought you. It wasn't a boy that brought you to Vancouver. It's true. Yeah. I also got married. <laughs> well, hey, me too. So it happens to all of us. Um, <laughs> Look at how we've evolved. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. I, I don't know if we should be allowed to hang out anymore. Um, no. Anyways, so you, you, might, you found, found a way to actually escape the dental industry, and then you also got sucked back into the dental industry. So please tell us, like, where are you now? Who do you work for? And how did you get back in in the dental industry? So I had a brief um, outing, I think probably like a month or two out of Gentle, and then um, got approached by a company called Pura Air Purification because of my dental background. So there was a dentist in Vancouver who, when COVID hit and we were all at the PDC, everybody got shut down. And he actually went to a group of people who were involved in industrial clean air and said to them, I need an option to go back to work in the dental industry. So they created Pure Air Purification and contacted me to see if I'd like to get involved in it me being me, I needed to see the actual unit in a practice and see it working to see whether or not, you know, I I bought into what it was doing and how effective it was. So I actually went to Dr. Kwong's office and checked out the unit and talked to the staff, talked to the patients, talked to everybody about it to see how they felt. And they were, I was shocked to hear that they were back running at full capacity um, by the summer. So, so Eric, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just interesting that, I mean, me being in dental, I didn't expect anybody to be running back at full capacity that quickly. Um, and it was great to see it. Well, you know, confidence has been a, a huge factor for not just the, the, the patients, but also for the team. Um, I spoke to dentists yeah. about this who um, had, you know, especially early on in COVID, they had uh, uh, team members that were scared to come back and didn't want to come back for their safety. And, and by all means, like, we all need to feel safe. Um, some people were very kind of laissez-faire, uh, and but again, they also they were they were concerned how the the patients would feel and the perception. So some de- and air purification has been a huge topic in these last few months, and everything from little units that plug into corners of rooms to larger standalone units um, that are kind of the size of water coolers, 
And what is your system? Like, how does it work? How does it, what does it look like in the clinic? And, uh, and also like, how good is it? Yeah, there's so much noise in the dental space right now, which is why I wanted to make sure that if I was involved in one of the companies that it was doing what it said it was supposed to be doing. I actually had a rep send me a text message the other day with a vacuum cleaner set up chair side modified with a cone. It looked like a funnel. Um, and I was like, everybody's trying everything in the space right now. Um, what makes us unique in the market is our flagship central unit. So it's, it runs parallel to the ducting that's currently in the office, which is really important because anytime you tie into the HVAC, it really messes up the heating and cooling, which is all it's meant to do. Um, so it runs parallel to the HVAC and an arm similar to a light comes out of the roof and it has constant suction. So any aerosols that are being produced, um, anything, if you're just having a consult in the room, it's going to be constantly scrubbing that air and then it re-releases it back throughout the whole office. So, so you, oh, go on, please. It's, it's a full office solution. Um, and you can even have ambient pickups in common areas like the bathroom or the reception area. So are you able to turn on operatories and turn off operatories or is this system on 24 hours it, a day? Yeah. So it's run not 24 hours a day, but I, we always recommend maybe turning it on immediately when you get in the office in the morning. So it's constantly scrubbing what's already in there. And then when you leave it at night, so it's, it's, ambient you don't really hear any of it i was one of the people that had to put their hand up in the hood just to make sure that it was working because you couldn't hear it um, and then it goes through a unit that has uv and a series of filters including a, a scan tested hepa so not every unit in the market is created equally and i think it's really important for people to know that even outside of dental, if you're looking at something for your home personally or an office space or anywhere, is you really need to look under the hood of what's going on there. You can't compare a Ford Tempo to a Tesla. It's, it really determines the components that are in that unit and how effective it's going to be in, in scrubbing the air. Because let's be honest, you were talking about staff um, being worried about going home. Everybody has somebody in their circle that's high risk. We've all not been able to see grandparents or someone has asthma or immune compromised. Um, out here especially, there's a lot of multi-generational households. So you just can't afford to be taking something back. And it, it's not a COVID Band-Aid. It goes for influenza. It goes for common colds infectious and non-infectious it's mold spores a whole bunch of stuff that it's it's cleaning out of the air and you actually just how you finish that is actually leads really well into my next question was basically like you know like covid we're, we're hopefully we're in, we're in the midst of a second wave right now we're hopefully at the end of the second wave or you know that that end is in sight we have talks of vaccinations becoming you know uh approved in canada here and that, that's going to roll out in the spring and the summer yeah. um so, you know, you're talking about running a system along the HVAC, you know, so this is not a simple plug and play. This is a major investment and in installation for a clinic. Um, yeah. And like, so how do we know that this is going to really be viable in the dental industry after COVID? Like, why is that, what's that, why is that investment worth it? 
It's a, that's a, it's a great question. I get it all the time because it is an investment um, in your practice and in your business. So what we've seen is it's really given people a competitive advantage in the market where the person down the street does not have this in their office. So they're getting a lot more new patients coming in. They're getting repeat patients. I had one doctor say that um, COVID with everybody wearing the mask now has actually been better for their business for cleanings because they can smell their own breath within the mask. So I think that I mean, from a marketing perspective, yes, it gives people a competitive advantage in the market to know that their staff is going to be staying safe. That, I mean, high turnover in a dental practice can be a very costly thing. Um, Also, sick days. Um, How much does that cost a business any year to have a sick day and to have rescheduled now, I guess, with COVID? Um, it's at least a week you're rescheduling. So is that a thousand dollars a day to a business? Is that more than that? Um, so long-term, I think it's, you have to look at it as an investment in your practice and it's not just to solve COVID because I think everybody's waiting for the vaccine and herd immunity and all of these other things with COVID, but it's never going to take away the fact that influenza is, isn't going anywhere. And that's a great point. And, you know, before COVID happened, you know, we'd, we'd all feel in, um, responsible. Like we should go to work, even though we weren't feeling well, we should put those yeah. days in. We've got to show up at the office. We've got to show up at our client's place, you know, um, hygienists, doctors, associates, you know, the, the business team, they need, they feel they need to go in because no one likes calling in sick. No one likes taking that day. You feel like you're letting the team down and, and, and whenever you do take it, you kind of, you imagine the, the tone of voice of the boss or the manager. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Feel better. And, and so I think, and I believe, and I hope that that's something that kind of carries through past COVID is our, our recognition as to, you know, how, what, what illness costs us. And so I guess I'm really hoping, like, do you have numbers that you have ideas as to what it actually costs a business or could cost a business for, for a, an employee uh, throughout the course of a year? Like what could an office save or potentially make more in production by having less sick days? I mean, I think every dentist knows what the cost of them not being in a practice for a day is. Average ballpark for a dentist not being in practice is about a thousand bucks, I would say. Um, And then for support staff, I don't have the the numbers on it, but I think everybody has a figure of what it is in their head, I hope. Um, And then equate it to how many sick days people took last year. Um, like aside from COVID is how many sick days were, were taken last year and what was that impact to your business? Well, I, I think too, like if you look at a doctor's billing per hour, um, you know, $500 an hour in, here in Alberta isn't, um, isn't, extra, isn't exorbitant and easily some doctors could bill upwards of $1,000 an hour uh, based on the procedures in, that they're doing and, and hygiene um, yeah. could easily be in the two to $300 an hour range. So really, yeah. if you look at two to $300 an hour for eight hours for a hygienist to be gone a day or call it five to $1,000 an hour for a doctor to be gone, or it's maybe that's an associate gone. Like those are, those are big numbers. And big numbers. yeah, so um, yeah, there's a huge cost to this in regards to opportunity to, and again, they always like, make it back because that, that schedule gets, the appointment gets rescheduled um, down the road, but then that appointment takes the spot of another appointment. And so really it is just um, lost revenue and, and postponed revenue. Yeah. So 
It's a snowball effect and it really is an investment in your business and your practice. Um, it's not going to be for everybody. I would love to, to have a Pura unit in everybody's account. We have plug and play units that are really easy and don't in need installation. Um, but this I feel like is the, the gold standard going forward because it frees up all of your space in your op. It, it doesn't impede your workflow. It just works. The customers and clients are always like asking about it and they're telling their friends about it. So it, it is an investment in the practice and something that, you know, if you're, if you're looking at retiring in the next year or, or this COVID crisis has, has changed your plans, it's something that you can use to your advantage going forward as well. When you sell your practice. Um, we've obviously just talked about the, uh, the investment or the size of the unit and how it, um, and the importance for it, I guess, what's functionality, like the function of the unit and you talked about the HEPA filters and, and the process for cleaning, like how is that different from what is, you know, for, you know, a hundred bucks or less at, at Costco and I plug into my, my wall, like what's the, the range here in regards to the efficiency and like, how are you actually making the air cleaner? So this is really important. And even if people are looking at personal use, um, filtration or, or anywhere, really, it's applicable anywhere. Um, I'll fully admit I was one of those people that was really naive to how poor indoor air quality was prior to this. And, and it still is an issue going forward. So I think you'll start to see more of it coming into play in every business you go into. Um, the main things that you want to look for is if it has UV, um, because no known pathogen is resistant to UV if it's exposed to it in the right way. So for us with ours, we have high wattage and high amount of bulbs. If you look in um, any other unit that says UV and you're just kind of checking the box, yep, it's got UV, really look into how many bulbs it is and what the wattage is. We've even gone steps above where we looked at the most reflective material to build that chamber with so that you're getting the most exposure to UV before it goes through the series of filters. Um, so most of the other HEPA filters, there's a lot of noise in the market on that too. You wanna make sure that you're getting a true HEPA um, so there's a lot of different variations, but you don't want HEPA-like or some, some version of HEPA. It's a, it's a designated product similar to ISO. Um, so you want one that is a true medical HEPA. Ours is scan tested. So it tells you right on the packaging of the HEPA that it's scan tested to do what it says it's supposed to do. The filters we have before it are basically just to protect the HEPA and catch anything larger before it hits the HEPA filter. Okay. And um, now you see this, in this company, uh, Pure Air, it started in the industrial sector, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that's who they engaged with initially. Yeah. So you're, you're working with welders and industrial and gases and then, yeah. and, but now who is calling you besides dental? Like who else is calling you for for this, uh, this product? Well, I'll step back a little bit and just kind of talk about who else was involved with it first. Yeah, please. Um, so it, initially it was industrial clean air. So like you said, welders, I mean, there's explosive materials there. Their whole business was just about capturing um, anything that could be an issue to people. Um, so they knew the way that airflow worked. 
Then they partnered with Signify, which is actually Philips Lighting, and the UV germicidal lead, who's the global lead of Philips, is also involved in the um, chamber of our unit. So they helped design our unit. So we knew that it was getting the right exposure time, the right amount of UV to make sure that it was killing everything that came into it. And then they also partnered with another engineering firm that just specialized in infection control. So the three of those people came together to build the actual unit. Um, so when I got involved in it, they initially wanted me in with dental, but I have a previous background in food service. So I immediately started thinking about other opportunities and care homes have been one of our biggest supporters because they're high risk. Even a flu going through their home can be, you know, a huge impact. Um, so we've had a lot of people from the care home segment come in. We've had literally people from anywhere. We've had vineyards call us for their tasting rooms. We've had um, daycares, medical clinics, um, physio. We've had really huge corporations that have 24-hour call centers that they need to keep people in. Um, we've had greenhouses. It's, it's really wide open because anybody that walks into a building is breathing in circulated air and they're taking air from the bathrooms, from public areas, from everywhere in that building and circulating it through over and over again. We've always joked back in the days when we flew in airplanes that, you know, getting a cold on an airplane because you're breathing that circulated air for all the time, but we don't really yeah. realize the circulated air that we breathe every day at the office when we're um, just doing our jobs. Um, now, this is going through the whole system. Like, like, why not tap into the HVAC unit? Why not use the infrastructure that's already there to do this? Why do you need to run a, a parallel system to what's already there? That's a really good question. Um, I won't get too deep into it. We have engineers that can explain it. But essentially, the HVAC is only built to heat and cool a space. Um, and it has very little air changes. So what we want to do in dental is increase the amount of air changes in that op and make sure that it's getting um, cleansed in the process. So regular HVAC, you're looking at a minimum of two air changes an hour. With the Pura unit on an, in an average op, you're looking at 20. Um, so it's constantly increasing um, air changes and rotating it back out throughout the entire space, which is good um, for fallow time and, and just making sure that everything's clean. Uh, HVAC, when you tie into it, it is very, very expensive to outfit an existing HVAC system properly with a HEPA filter or any kind of UV. Uh, air will always take the path of least resistance in an HVAC system. So if there's a way to get around the filter and there's no gaskets or anything involved, it'll go around it. Um, so it's, it's costly and not as effective usually. So I can't just crank up my HVAC to do the same number of cycles as, as your system? Well, then you would affect the heating and cooling and your bills would go through the roof or even opening a window. I know there's been a lot of people that say, oh, just get natural air coming in. Yeah. In a dental office, that isn't really practical all the time, especially in the Alberta winters. <laughs> so your heating bill would go through the roof. You're going to end up paying for it somewhere down the line. Right, right. Um, this is this is very cool. Um, now, what I've always done with conversations like this, um, any PDFs or other maybe um, YouTube links that you can provide me, I'll definitely include in the body of the email when I send it out. 
Um, is there anything else you want to kind of mention that we haven't touched on? I don't want to kind of uh, let this go too, too long, but I think this, is, uh, this has been fantastic. Anything no, else? No, I think just getting, if people have questions, whether or not it's related to dental, um, just reach out and, and we can kind of walk you through the products that you're looking at and, and what's going to be effective for your space and, and where there could be some limitations there. But I really appreciate your time, Bob. It's been great chatting and catching up. Yeah, no, it really has. Like it's, it's uh, again, I miss you out here. Um, it, was, it was always fun working with you and I'm happy we can do it again. Um, yeah. So, but, and, and hey, we can always do more of these too. If there's more information, if you want to take a deeper dive on one particular area of the product, we can do that as well in the future. I thought this would be a great opportunity to just introduce it to the, uh, to my territory and to others. Um, but hey, thanks so much for doing this. Um, real quick, last words to you. Anything else you wanted to kind of put in here? No, just reach out. I'm willing to chat with anybody about it and really appreciate the opportunity. All right, guys. Hey, uh, Meredith's contact information is going to be in the body of the email down below along with any PDFs and links we kind of come up with after this to kind of include uh, any questions, reach out to her directly, give me a call and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. So, hey, Meredith, thanks a lot. Merry Christmas. If I don't uh, talk to you again and yeah, later.